welcome to Deer Head Studios. This is 40 Below Zero, an international podcast about living with multiple sclerosis. I'm your co-host, Nick, and with me as always is my good friend, Terry. We're so glad all of our fellow MS warriors and supporters are here with us, so let's get into it. Hey everybody, welcome into the studio again. We have a very special edition of our uh, Warrior Story, our Warrior Stories episodes, as we like to call them. Um, Terry, how are we today? I am great, man. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm I'm actually riding a bit of an up wave. Uh, everything's kind of going a little bit in my favor. I'm not. I don't want to jinx it. Um, but who who do we have today? Awesome. Yeah, man. Today we have a a fellow MSer who's also embarking on a journey cycling across Canada um, to raise awareness for the MS community. Here's the thing, what I say is raising awareness is the most important thing to me. It's not about raising money, but I'm sure you get all these other people that are going to be like, no, no, money raising is more important. Not really, because people don't even know what MS is. So this guy is raising awareness for MS in which people will be like, oh, that's what it is awesome and then that's when they donate so i think raising awareness man is awesome so jonathan thank you so much for being here today and uh let's let's dive into it man why don't you start with how old are you when did you get ms what was your first experience with ms so can i just start by thanking you thanking you terry and and nick for for letting me join the show really uh, a pleasure to be here um excited to talk to you guys about my story um and and just have a little bit of fun so yeah um no joke i've already forgotten what the question was but i think you're asking me who i am so I'll, <laughs> you know so my name jonathan allinger and i'm, I'm uh, ogunas 39 i'm about to turn 40 it's my it's my big 40 this year later in july looking forward to that i got diagnosed uh 10 years ago 2013 January 2013 feels like a long long time ago but really um not that long time not that long ago so um yeah um how old were you start with that how old how old well 10 years ago so the math should be easy so I I would have been 29 um just sort of starting starting my life really um I had just gotten married the year earlier um i knew i had a little one on the way um i had um i was in the middle of trying to make a transition in my career and and, and get an opportunity to work in toronto um we lo- we, we we moved there later that year so really just like the start of my life as yeah, i like man. to call it that is awesome man that you uh so first of all Yes, I understand the math is easy. Excuse my fogginess. And uh, another thing I just want to say, 2013, was somebody else diagnosed here in 2013? Oh, yeah, that was a heck of a year, I guess. <laughs> That's crazy. Awesome. What were you What were you doing? You said you had just made a switch in your career. Well, yeah, so I, I, I work for a, a big bank here in Canada, and I was living in Montreal at the time. And um, and I had, I was on a, a sort of temporary contract to work in Toronto and just sort of try it out. Montreal office was really small. Toronto, um, as you may know, um, is, is sort of Canada's financial center. 
and uh, you know where uh, where most of it happens. And so I was looking to make a move to Toronto, more career opportunity. And um, yeah, and I actually I landed a job uh, just a couple couple of months after I was diagnosed. And so things had been going really really well for me. Um, you know the the diagnosis I would say didn't come out of nowhere. I knew I had been having symptoms for a while. Did the job that you were getting know that you had MS or have MS? Uh, so I, I was stayed within the bank, but that's a really good question and one I want to sort of explore. I don't I don't know if there's enough time for it here, but yeah, the the whole question of like being public about it and all of that um, is is hugely important. I know your past guest on this show uh, sort of talked a little bit about that as well. So for me, um, I was really scared to tell people about it for sure. Um, you know, like, what does that mean for my career? Do they still want me? Uh, so, so no, I didn't disclose, uh, prior to taking on that opportunity. I was within the same family for lack of a better term, but, you know, I wasn't switching companies. I wasn't really switching, you know, departments. I was in the same sort of group. I was just getting, you know, it was getting an opportunity for growth. I was getting an opportunity to manage some relationships and it was really, really exciting for me. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was really scary too, because I was needing to put in more time. Like anybody who starts a new job has got to put in some more time. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, and um, I think the biggest fear that's uh, so common is uh, people start to think you are not uh, efficient enough to do this job. Or, you know, the second you tell them you have MS, you're on a downhill. And uh, I think that's the biggest fear for everybody. I think even celebrities have that fear. We hear about it all the time where they hide it for 10 years. Uh, I went through that same course, man. I hid it for a long time because I didn't want anyone to think any less of me, you know? Um, yeah, man. So uh, please tell me, how did you start on this journey of biking? Why biking? So why am I why am I riding my bike across the country? Why am I why am I not I don't know swimming across Lake Ontario? I don't know. That's really dirty water, by the way. Um, <laughs> I, I love running too. Actually, I took up running in the winter. You know, it's much easier to get a good exercise in um, uh, running than than trying, especially downtown Toronto. I don't know, but like trying to do a hard workout in the streets of downtown Toronto not exactly easy so uh, why did i do this i i became a cyclist through uh, the ms bike uh community here in canada i think it's called bike ms in, in the u.s nick um and um i i started really what happened was when i was diagnosed back in 2013 my friends like in solidarity to my cause they sort of took it upon themselves they said jonathan we're going to we're going to do this MS bike event for you. We're going to ride our bikes from Ottawa to Cornwall and uh, and back and we're going to raise awareness. We're going to raise money for MS for you. And I said, "Wow, I was really taken aback cuz that's huge first firstly, like just to know that you've got a group of friends that are willing to to do that for you. It was really heartwarming." Um, I unfortunately couldn't join them that year. I think you heard earlier, like 2013 was a big year with everything going on. Um, a month after my son Leo was born, uh, we moved to Toronto, right? And I was in the middle of trying to make all of that happen. And so I wasn't ready for, for biking that year. 
but I made a promise to them. I was like, guys, you do this. I will, I will join next year and I'll do what I can. And I, you know, I, I, um, I didn't want to break that promise. And so in 2014, I started cycling. It was initially just riding my bike to the office with a friend here in the neighborhood, not far, five kilometers there back. Um, and then it became, came a bit more, right. It was like just having fun with friends, um, going a little bit further. Uh, it was a way to stay active, which I think, as you guys know, is like critical to, uh, physical health and how much training is needed for what you're about to do. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't know, Terry. I honestly don't know. That's the, that's the truth. Um, the reality is I spoke with a naturopathic doctor just like last, last week. And, and he kind of said, wow. Okay. And what's your meal plan? And, you know, like not, not just during, but like before and after and, and he, and I'm like, don't worry, man. I got, I got this. Like I've done 160 kilometers because my plan was to do 150 kilometers a day for like 45 days with five rest days. This is like, I had this big plan, right? Like I'm a, I'm sort of pie in the sky. Like, this is my plan. I'm going to ride my bike. I've got an RV supporting me. Um, you know, I'll just, I'll take it as I go. I, I, I'm, I'm fairly like fit. I'm athletic. I've been running. I did a half marathon last year, feeling good about myself. I'm like, I'm just going to get on my bike. I came back from Spain last year, rode 10 days in a row, thousand kilometers, lots of climbing. Wow. I was like, I, I got this. I got this. No problem. I, all I, I, all I need to do each and every day is get up and pedal on my bike. That's all I've got to do. I don't have to worry about work. I don't have to worry about my family. All that's someone else is going to be taking care of that. I just need to get up, ride my bike from A to B and have fun. Right. So this is what I'm thinking. Before I ask the next question, just let everyone know. Uh, if you guys want to check them out, it is msbikeacrosscanada.ca. And uh, he is starting on May 7th. Why don't you read about his journey on there? And uh, you can see his crew. He lists uh, mo a lot of your crews on there that I was looking at. And uh, yeah, question I have for you before we get into that is, what's your biggest MS obstacle for this ride? Do you have any? Or are you like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm going to go with it. Cause dude, you have MS. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 uh, that hits, that hits home real hard, Terry, because, um, because recently, uh, on, the last time I chatted with my neurologist and this is where like Nick, I'm going to screw up on this podcast with my dates and, and say that I'm now like, you know, back when I was 25, but anyways, uh, I, so not the last time I spoke with my neurologist, the first time I spoke with my neurologist this year, Jan 31st, he told me that the most recent MRI was the second MRI in a row that showed progression. And I was on Mavenclad, which is this drug where, where you, you sort of take a series of pills for a couple of months, one year, and then you wait the next, you know, the next year you take another series of pills for a couple of months. And then you're sort of, you just, you just sort of wait, wait and see after that. So it's, so I think it's very different from some of the other disease modifying therapies and drugs that are out there on the market daily, you know, drugs, shots, infusions, these types of things that was very different. Right. And so it was wait and see. And then this was like, Hey, we've seen some progression on your MRIs and we should start you on something new. And by the way, I think you should start on Kazimta. And what do you think about that? And I said, I don't know, like, you're the expert. <laughs> I, I didn't come in here knowing that that was the result. Like 
I could because, you know, now all of our patient information, it's online. You just go online, you say, okay, what did the last scan show? What were the notes from the last meeting I had with my neurologist, which by the way, like lasted nine minutes. You know, I had nine minutes of his time. The guy's in the largest, like at the time when I came to Toronto, the largest MS clinic in North America here in Toronto. And uh, I think there's 8,000 patients. Wow. So this right, like it's just like so. I got nine minutes of his time. It's really tough to have a conversation, and what happened was that it really just set off my anxiety. And 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 so you asked Terry, like, what are my main symptoms? So when I was diagnosed, my symptoms were were dizziness, and that's really what what got me concerned. And and um, I was struggling with my my balance. Um, I you know I had vertigo. This uh, vertigo dizziness is such a hidden thing because nobody sees it. And you're just saying, oh, I'm dizzy today. I have vertigo or whatnot. And that's what we call a hidden illness. Because when you're in a wheelchair, it's like, oh, this guy has issues. But with you, dizzy, oh, just take an Advil. You'll be fine. You know, they don't realize that it's a nerve issue. That sounds really familiar, actually. When I went to go see the walk-in clinic, in Montreal because, you know, like millions of Canadians, I didn't have a family doctor. And I went to see the walk-in clinic and he said, you're dizzy, here's some pills. So that's when I knew like, okay, I need to take, uh, I need to advocate for myself. Like this is not gonna get me the answer, the answers that, I wanna, that I'm looking for, right? So I had to push and I had to push, but no, you're right. And that links in like the the dizziness, the invisible nature of, my symptoms, which are not the same for all MSers, but the invisible nature of my symptoms had uh, led to diff more difficulty for me in coming out at work. Okay. Not necessarily to my friends, not my close friends, because they, they found out pretty, pretty early on. I, I mean, it, it took some time. I know everyone's got different stories. I've heard them on this show, some of them. I've heard others throughout the years. Uh, I've been an advocate and an ambassador since since I I got MS. So I've 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 met thousands of courageous people. Question for you: So when you're when you're on the bike and you're going, you know, you 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 say to myself, the goal is across Canada, and which is un, it's unbelievable to me because I don't even know the distance, but I'm pretty sure it's you know a couple thousand miles. Um, how Seven thousand kilometers. Oh, wow. So what's that like? Six thousand miles, three thousand miles. I have to do the math. Um so how much does your vertigo and your balance issues get impacted the longer you're on that bike? And I know you said you had an yeah. RV behind you supporting. So do you just yeah. say, you know what, I I gotta tap out for the rest of the day? Yeah, so I, I... I mean, good question, Nick. And and like this is, I, I've got so much to say, which is why I don't know. Like, I don't know what's possible here on this podcast. But well, let, let me just say this: that like dizziness is just kind of the beginning for me. Okay. Um, and 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 most recently, just just um, like the cognitive difficulties as well, the 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 ability to have conversations, all of that. There's there's some other factors that come in that just make my life stay a little bit more difficult. Okay. And um, I wanted to I want to talk a little bit about mental health too because my journey since the January thirty first conversation with my neurologist led to a downward spiral and and ultimately some real bad issues with my mental health and 
And that, you know, it's, it's all like, it's intrinsically linked, right? Sure. Like it's, you can't delink these things. I, I felt like I had it under control and then, and then, and then I didn't. And, you know, with mental health issues it, um, and my sleep and a lack of sleep, it's been really tough to recover. And okay. so what happened, what happened, they think, they think that my most recent issues were uh, a flare up and not new symptoms because I started getting as a result of a lack of sleep. And then I took a cannabis pill and I, I ended up with these new symptoms and I had this insane sensitivity to light and dizziness and, and sorry, light and sound. And I was like, this is new. Right. And that just led to further anxiety because what, guess what? There's it's progressing. And I know it's progressing because you told me it's progressing because there's two scans that said it was progressing. And now I'm, I'm, having these new symptoms right so it just really progressed from there because i was like oh shit i i I can't even get out of my room i was on family vacation i was like the most terrible person because i didn't leave my room on this family vacation and i felt guilt i felt shame i felt all of these things and then i started worrying about work i'm supposed to go back to work i can't go back to work i can't even take care of myself so like the anxiety just just kind of unraveled and it became panic attacks and yeah. um and it got really scary real quick yeah it does, and huh? um anyways i could go on and on and on but <laughs> i didn't nick i don't think i answered your question i'm sorry i apologize That's quite all right so take me so when you're on the bike do you find that the monotonous pedaling for for kilometers at a shot is helpful to give you a space to process things or how does what do you think about when you're on the road because you're on the road a lot yeah. Yeah. So, so, so 10 hours a day, let's say 45 to 50 days, you know, 500 hours. Again, if my math is right, it's a lot of cycling, a lot of alone time. I I don't have any co-cyclists that have signed up to do this journey with me. So you're absolutely right. I'm hopeful, by the way, I know you talked about the website earlier. Like I'm hopeful. The whole point of this is like Terry said, raising awareness. Part of it is people joining me on this journey, whether it's you know, virtually by, by blogging with, you know, responding to my blog, my post, whatever, or actually getting out there on their bikes and just, you know, joining me in person because they're able to that day and it just works or they want to do it themselves in their backyard or around the block. And they want to, they want to tweet that whatever, like this is about the, the journey with Jonathan concept is that, you know what, I might not be able to do this alone. And and t- speaking to the crew that Terry mentioned earlier, oh God, I could I could cry up about this stuff because when I talk to people about this, it was really just a, a dream. It was a it was a an idea, but I've got you know a dozen plus people that have made this uh, a, a reality. And so I'm not there yet. I'm not in Vancouver. I'm not on my bike. But uh, but if if, if, if this is going to happen, it's because of all these people that have just really stepped up. And so you're right. I'm, I'm alone for hours, 500 hours. What am I going to be doing? Um, I don't have an answer to that question. I'm going to be, maybe I'll be listening to one of your podcasts. I don't know. Um, probably not mine. Cause that's, I, I wouldn't want to listen to me, but, uh, I'll be listening to audio books. I'll be listening to, to some jams. Um, I'll just be thinking, right thinking about what's going on in my life and how i got to this point how you know how um how the mental health nearly uh derailed 
everything. And it really was that, you know, I felt like I was that close. I have thankfully a good support system around me. Some people don't. I've got yeah. things that are, um, you know, I, I know I have reasons to live. So uh, I've got a son, you know, that he's, he's critical. He's a big part of my why. And um, yeah. I, I hear you, man. You're so humble when you talk. So I just want to remind everyone again that it is msbikeacrosscanada.ca and that's his Instagram account as well. Reach out to him. And he's starting this journey on May 7th, unless things change, of course. And you're starting in Vancouver, right? And yes. uh, it says that you are ending it in Newfoundland. Man, did I even say that right? Everyone from there is going to really bash on me now. You say it for me, please. And you're going to end there by June 25th. That's dude. That's over almost two months of riding your bike. I'm tired already. I am done. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to pronounce it for fear that they'll direct the, the negative, the negativity to me because you know what? I went to Newfoundland last, last May for the first time. I had never been there. Um, so um, I, you know, honestly, um, uh, yeah, I don't know much about, it. I spent five days near gross morn <laughs> and then this little place called Rocky Harbor. Beautiful. Um, of what little I saw, it's, 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 it's one of many, many beautiful places across Canada. I'm so looking forward to seeing the rest of it, right? Like we've got this beautiful country that so many people haven't had a chance to see and, um, and, and me included. You know, born and raised in Ottawa, grew up in Montreal, half of my half of my youth. Um, and yeah, I lived one year in Edmonton when I was real young. I don't remember much about it. West Edmonton Mall, big shout out. But uh, that's it. You know, the rest is just from pictures, not real memories. But I, I, I haven't really traveled that much. I've been to Calgary. Sure, I've been to Vancouver before, but like there's so many places in between and just the beauty of, of everything. I'm just, I'm just looking forward to taking it in. Right. Like when do people get this opportunity? And, 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 and that's kind of like the why now. Right. And so the, the genesis of the why now is, is like, you know, I got the approval from work. This is back in December, but I, I just kind of sat on it because it was like, okay, I didn't, I didn't think they'd say yes. Like, who have you heard that works for any organization that says, yeah, take two months off, no problem, right? And, and so, I don't know, I was just kind of dumbfounded. And and I, I'm not a project manager. And so I kind of just sat on it. And then, you know, then January happened and that conversation and my mental health and it all started spiraling and I was, and then suddenly it became so much more important. Like, bro, this is what you, you, you said you wanted to do this. Like, and why did you want to do this? What, why were you wanting to do this early? Well, because you don't know. I don't know if I can do it next year. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. All the people that I've spoken to that have done this type of a journey and I've spoken to many people because I've met, like I said, maybe thousands is going crazy. Although I did a ride in Texas, Nick, down in Texas. Um, it ended in Austin, um, Texas BP 150. Uh, 
13,000 riders. So wow. when I say I, I met, you know, like uh, metaphorically, but like I've, I've met a lot of people on these journeys. I've done 16 or 17 of these rides and, and hundreds of people that I've talked to that have just, you know, incredible stories of their, in their own right. And, um, and I even heard you were in uh, close to my backyard. You went uh, down to Atlantic city once Is that you did that ride. That's right. Yeah. That was one of my, one of my first rides in, in the U S it was a beautiful ride, beautiful, beautiful ending with the bridge into, uh, into Atlantic city. So yeah, I met all of these people and, um, gosh, I forget what, what we were, what the heck were we talking about? <laughs> it's all good. I have a question. What, what, and you guys probably know this. I haven't heard of this and now I feel ignorant, but what is the tour of champions? Yeah. And I, I heard question. you, you, you and I were talking before and you said second one. That's all I remember you saying second tour of champions. And I'm like, what is that? And uh, yeah, go. So, so what is the tour of champions? Um, so this is in Canada. And so again, I know in the U S there's different things and, and I, I'm sure there's different rides all across the world because we're what 90,000 estimated Canadians with MS, Nick, how many Americans? Uh, pushing a million last I, I saw. Okay. So, so call it 1.1. 1. 1. And, and then, so there's another 1.2 million everywhere else in the world, apparently. Right. So there's gotta be these events all over the place, but in Canada for the Canadian fundraising events, one the, the top prize that they give for top fundraisers is an opportunity to go do a ride down South. And that's what the tour of champions is. It's the top, fundraisers from Canadian MS bike events that are sent down to the U S to do a U.S. ride. And we are welcomed like heroes. It's, 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 it is the most inspirational sort of thing that, 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 that you could ever do. You meet all of these other people that have incredible stories, you know, people that rate have raised almost a million dollars by themselves guy by the name Barry wow. up up here in in London Terry I told you about him so um so so you know all these inspirational people people who love cycling just just love cycling or have their personal connections or have both um the t the top fundraisers all have at least both right but um there's not too there's not too many tour of champions participants who are not cyclists let's just put it that way and you did um, that twice but, you did this no, I, I, six times, actually six times. Oh my God. What did I get wow. twice? So, uh, so, so yeah, I've, so this, so this year is going to be my 10th year doing MS bike and I've raised over $110,000 in nine years. And so I've had a real good streak. Um, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm really lucky. I've got a great network, um, of people, friends, family, and I've sort of, over time, initially nurtured that network a lot less as I sort of became a little more secluded and MS took bigger bites out of my confidence. The anxiety came and, and really, um, and I've suffered a lot from that. I, I, I think in my story, I talk about it being debilitating and, and I never really put my finger on how just how debilitating it was until I had dozens of panic attacks in a week just recently. So you have a son and uh, obviously he has seen you struggle. He must have, you must have had down days. 
I'm not sure how open you are with what you are going through with him. Does he know? And is he worried that you're about to embark on this journey? Or is he just like, yeah, daddy is strong. He's okay. He's Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Leo, um, we chatted about it actually right before coming on this podcast because right before coming on the show, because I told him I, I, I need, you know, I need some time. Uh, and so we talked a little bit about it. Why? Because, and, and I actually, I wrote an Instagram post about this this morning. Okay. I, I, in, 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 in preparation, like you guys said, like, how do you even prepare for trying to ride your bike across Canada? Well, originally I wasn't worried, but you know, since having all of this stuff happen to me recently, I haven't been very active. And so, as you can imagine, now it's it's seeming a little bit more challenging to ride across Canada. And so I'm just trying to get back. I'm trying to get back on my bike. I'm on my trainer. This morning I did 30 kilometers and I felt really good. I was like, yes, that was a win. 30 kilometers doesn't get me 150 a day for seven weeks, but it's a start, you know, and I'm feeling good. And then um, I, I, felt a, I felt a little bit of guilt later this morning. His mom dropped him off. And so he's here and it's normally his weekend. And so I, I said, okay, Leo, we're going to go to the park we're gonna grab your friend. We're going to go play soccer, kick the ball around, and then we'll grab lunch, you know, and then we'll, we'll come back. And so, so we do that. His, 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 his friend's dad agrees. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Meet you at the park. We go. And I told the dad right away, I sort of said, listen, you know, like this is for them. I don't really have the energy. I'm just going to, sit down here on the park bench he's like no no problem I told him a little about the, about what's going on he's like no thank you know thanks for telling me that's good no problem and then we went out for lunch after about an hour and a half and um you know all of that and then the return trip home I just this was what two hours ago I just kind of crashed I crashed and I said I pushed too hard something that you say that a lot of people go, that I've mentioned so many times in my past, and we interviewed someone and I even mentioned it to her, the guilt aspect. And you say guilt, guilt, anxiety, uh, man, I've never had anxiety either. And after getting diagnosed with MS, so many different things come up in my life and anxiety starts to be, you know, elevated. It's just crazy how much anxiety I have. And when you talk about that, I don't know how you don't have crazy anxiety for what you're about to go through, but having a child and you know, the guilt that, that kills me, to be honest with you. And, uh, you shouldn't feel guilty for anything. You know, I, I'm not going to be the one to tell you that I'm sure everyone else tells you that, but, and, and I hate saying, man, you're an inspiration. I hate saying that whole word. We all hate it. And you might not, but I do. I hate when someone says you really motivate me. You ins inspire me, bro. You're inspirational. I'm sorry, but compared to me, you are inspirational. So thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. You know, and I, I love that you're sharing your journey with us and you, you put on your website, where are you going to be? Uh, I saw some of the, you know, you're going to be a Moncton kitchen, whatever. And my town's not there by the way, which I'm really upset about. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what my town is on here, but, uh, yeah, he man. said he was looking, he was looking for riders to go with him, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I thing? was trying to, I'm trying to retrofit you a, a bike for you, Terry. Don't, <laughs> don't give up yet. What is that called? A trike? Uh, do you got it? Well, I think they're called, uh, I don't know. The, it's a recumbent bike where you sit down and use your hands. That's a real thing. 
But yes, I, yes, 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 I did, get it. Did I see did I see you doing like some exercises on one of your Instagram posts, Terry? Is that possible? <laughs> yeah. Probably not. Oh, are you talking about where I'm just joking around? I'm trying to follow my trainer do leg exercises. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is not happening. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, I, I, I appreciate your thoughts about being inspirational and I totally get it. I feel um I feel exactly the same way as you. I feel very uncomfortable when people start saying these types of things. Um, I'm not trying to be any of that, right? I'm trying to just be be true to myself, really. Um, I'm passionate about helping others. I remember someone asking me one day, like, what, is, what does that mean? Like, you know, if you want to help others, like, is there something more specific? And it's, and it, it, it's like, well, this is how I'm going to help others, right? And so when, when I got diagnosed, I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to just sit on the couch and go like, okay, well, I'm going to wait for other people to to sort of find a cure. And I'm going to wait for someone to call me and tell me that I should join a group or whatever. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to get out there. And I just, I just started advocating and I did what I could with my level of energy at the time. And it, it sort of ebbed and flowed, right? And, um, so, you know, I, I did a lot more initially and then I went through divorce and that was a struggle. That was a real time suck and energy suck. Let me tell you, but, uh, but I got to the other side and here I am. And so I'm trying to push again. Right. And it's like, and I pulled, I pulled, you know, you talked about the crew on the website. I'm pulling on every lever possible to just, you know, get, get people to support this because I think it can be really great. This is about more than me. This is not Jonathan riding across the country. This is about this is about all of us getting um, getting out there together, you know, and joining forces, and and letting people know what MS is all about. Um, the 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 uncertainty that comes with it, the challenges, visible and some invisible, um, and having a conversation, right? Where do we go from here? So much respect for you for doing this, but also for your crew. Because yeah, you're the face, but you have a crew that's supporting you. And I love how you give them credit. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people take it upon themselves. Oh, I'm doing this. But you say you couldn't do it without your crew. And how many people do you have beside you on your crew? I know you have a lot of friends and you have us by your side. But your crew, I know I saw you have an RV driver. I'm like, man, he even put his RV driver. Yeah, of course that's important. But what else? I mean, that's crazy. How many people are on that crew? I, You know what, to Terry? Like, I can't put a number to it because it's it's been growing. There's there's over a dozen people that are that have been willing to take time out of their busy days, you know, and and families and work. I've had people step up in a big, big way, and it's so heartwarming. And 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 um, you know, a big shout out to the MS Society too, MS, MS Canada. Canada. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. These the rebranding. Sorry, you know, I'm <laughs> no, still, no, no. I'm still, I'm stuck in time, you know. But MS Canada has um, has partnered with me sort of since the beginning, and 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 it's been tough because they've got their own things going on, but. But I, what I would say is most important because I know they don't have a lot of resources. I know they don't have a lot of manpower. But what they did was they believed in me. And they said, you know what? 
that's a great idea. We'd love to support you in any way we in any way, shape, form that we can. And you know what? Like that's what it starts with is people believing in you. And um and and so yeah, I I, I don't want to give individual shout outs speak shout outs here because there's too many people, but um, you know, there's family there that believe in me. There's friends that have been there since the beginning, since uh, high school. I totally understand. There's, there's people. There's people I literally just met, you know, two months ago. So there's a, you know, there's yeah, yeah, like, you, like you're, and you're, 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know us. what? <laughs> Honestly, you guys are part of it too because um, the more that I've been talking about this, the more I've been able to concisely sort of talk about this journey and and the purpose and the why right and i think that is going to be so important once we start trying to talk to media and try to get attention to what we're trying to do here as a team and as a community i didn't mean to in case it come across like that i did not mean to shame you about the ms society name the reason why i corrected you is because i'm usually the one that everybody corrects i'm usually the one that says ms society i mean ms canada so the fact that I got to correct you, I was like, yes, my first person. So yeah. just in case, just in case that's what you thought I was doing. Well, that's because I that's that's because I don't correct you because it's still the MS Society down here. So <laughs> yeah, it is. Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're trying to distinguish between Canadian and American one. Quite possibly. Yeah. This is uh this is Jonathan. This is great, man. I wish I could uh meet you on your stops. Uh, if it's possible, I will. I won't lie to you. And I'll be taking a picture with you. And if anybody else meets him, you grab his autograph. Not while he's biking. Let him get off the bike and then do your thing. <laughs> yeah. Not like the Tour de France. I've seen some of those videos and the crashes. <laughs> like, what are people thinking, right? Like, you don't want some dizzy guy on a bike, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> like, just get out of my way. You know, totally. I got to I gotta contend with cars and stuff. I don't need that. Uh, no, I, 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 I'm... A shout out to all people who are going to show up and um, and and show support. You know, like um, I think this is really uh, it can be a really big thing. I'm inspired a little bit about what Terry Fox did and his journey. And I'm I'm not trying to be Terry Fox. Don't be. Let's not be ridiculous here. I'm just I'm inspired by what he did, and um, and the timing of this is just you know. It's going to be a real challenge. It will be a real, it was going to be a real challenge before, right? I've done 10 days, but 10 days is not seven weeks. And uh, so it would have been a real challenge regardless, but now it's going to be more of a challenge. And, uh, but it makes it more meaningful. And um, hopefully that makes the message more powerful. And hopefully it reaches more people. You're too humble, man. <laughs> So speaking of message, the the question then becomes that I have is what I I've, I ask this a lot. What message would you give yourself from ten years ago if you could go back and meet yourself? So you're newly diagnosed ten years ago. What do you What would you say? Oh man, a lot of thoughts come through my mind, Nick. Uh, you know, so you keep me keep me on a on a straight path here because. Um, I think I, I think I want to say, you know, just be kind, be be kind to yourself, because it's a real difficult journey. 
it's a real difficult journey and um you know there's there's um you know there's a at times um you know you you want to you want to say you know you got i like i got this right like i at what's ms someone told me that ms is a chronic illness recently and i no joke i was like what what do you mean it's a chronic illness like for me it hasn't been chronic like for some reason in my mind this it was like it's sure it's progressive like i know but i'm not there yet right right like this denial like i'm 10 years in and i've still like i was like i thought it was long past denial like i i got it and then i said i you know what there was this there was this whole campaign back at the time it was fight or flight and i was like no i'm fighting man i'm i you know i i joined i started volunteering started fundraising i was like you know i i came out at the office i was like i got this people got my back um but yet two months ago someone's like ms is a chronic illness and i was like what so uh yeah just be kinder kinder to myself uh it would be my main my main main message uh because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of highs there's a lot of lows like i remember I remember your show where you talked about how it changed your life. Like it changed my life for sure. For the better, a hundred percent too. I categorically, like there's some things I didn't necessarily agree with on some of your past shows. I'm not going to lie, but that one was not one. I fully agree. Like it's changed my life for the better. It's saved my life because my life's more meaningful now. I've got purpose. You know, I know what I'm trying to do. And, um, and, and that's really important to me. Right. And, uh, it definitely helps you definitely at the very least, it definitely focuses in on the importance of, of every moment, you know? And, uh, yeah. and it's very easy to be very, very hard on yourself. We are, we are definitely harder on ourselves than other people. We, we hold ourselves to a standard we would never hold anybody else to. So that's, that's a good one. Be kind to yourself. I would, I would, I would, I would take that advice from you back then. <laughs> I wish I talked about it more when I first got diagnosed. I, I think I took, I, I took the diagnosis and I said, you know what? I'm, I've been a successful guy. Like I can deal with this. And I kind of internalized it. And I said, this is what I'm going to do. I set out my own little plan. You know, I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to work out. I signed up for a full year's worth of, of, of a personal training pissed off my ex real bad because she's like what that was a lot of money one full year of personal training what like at least tell me first right i'm like this is my life right this is my life <laughs> I, I i'm taking care of myself right i was like i don't need to talk to people like i got this right, right. yep uh but but uh you know you know talking to therapists throughout the years it's like i wish i had talked to someone sooner because being kind to myself is like a real important part of the journey, right? It's like, we, we need to be kind. I actually, you talked about like, just before the call, I, I was talking to my son cause I told him I'm going to, I'm going to jump on this show and I need, need some alone time. And, and I, I, I actually just, I, I started talking to him about the concept of guilt and, mm -hmm. and my son and I, we speak in French to one another. And that's a, a real wow. something, something I'm proud of coming from Montreal. He's born in Montreal. He lived there for all of a month. <laughs> um see i didn't even know um, you speak french that's really cool yeah and uh so he's in a french school here in toronto and his, his mom speaks to him in, in english and i speak to him in french and that's how 
And anyways, talking talking sometimes about emotions a little bit more difficult in French for me. I didn't I didn't do my schooling in French. Hmm. I grew okay. up in and around French environments. My stepdad is is a francophone. Um, my stepmom hmm. francophone. So I grew up in a French environment, but I didn't go to French schooling. And so I have to listen to the radio in French here in Toronto to sort of keep myself up to speed. Otherwise, I'm speaking grade four French you know, to my son. And so we're trying to talk about emotions, you know, like, because I wanted to tell him, I want, I wanted to talk to him. You asked me like, how do you talk to your son? I wanted to talk to him about the guilt that I felt earlier because he came into the room. I was relaxing after this afternoon at the park. Right. And I was trying to relax because I knew I'm coming on this show. I'm going to put out some energy. I need, I need some energy. I know I, t- I had, I had to get the coffee. Right. But anyways, I, I'm lying down and he comes in and, um, and, and, and I can tell he's like, you know, I want to do something with that, you know? And I'm like, what's up, Leo? He's like, oh, I, you know, very timid, timid Leo kind of just says, oh, I was just wondering if you wanted to play a game. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, and, 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 and that's where the guilt comes in. Right. And so, and so I said, no, sorry, Leo, like, I just need to rest right now. And then 30 minutes later, whatever 45 minutes before this show i said leo can we have a quick chat like come here come back you know i want to have a quick chat what do you want to chat about dad i said well and i, and I wanted to chat in french but i couldn't for the life of me where's where is guilt what is guilt in french i couldn't remember anyways so i i um i start talking to him about the guilt i felt when his mom dropped him off this morning and I was the, like, I was desperate to set, to, to get him outside, to be active with him, to, to spend the day with him. And, and then, you know, him coming in and wanted to play a game after we got back and I'm like, no, sorry. You know? And so I, to- I talked to him age appropriate, you know, like that he's sure. feeling guilty. Um, this is why, you know, I've got limited energy. I just need you to be, I just, I need you to appreciate that that doesn't have as much energy right now. It's not always necessarily going to be the case, but right now I just need some time. I'm going to need more time to relax. And, uh, you know, he's such a champ. Leo's a champ. Dude, I feel for you, man, that, that guilt. I, I tell you, I've said this to so many people before in my past. I had a dog. It's not even a human. And I've repeated myself, man, the guilt that I went through with a dog I don't even know what to tell you, man. I am truly like, yeah, it is. It is a very, it is a very real thing. Um, You, you definitely, and it's, it's a very universal thing too, that parents want to give 145% at all times. And when somebody, you know, like me, your hundred percent isn't the hundred percent it used to be. Your hundred percent is actually like 63% of what it used to be. You know, I know that there have been a bunch of analogies with spoons in a drawer and water in a pool. Like there's a whole bunch of things out there to talk about how much energy you don't have. But when you compile the getting older with the getting slower with the, when you add all that stuff up, you really look at yourself in a light that's not fair. Cause I know I do it all the time. I look at myself in a 30 year old light when I'm 10 years past that. So I don't have nearly the energy I used to. 
And that's just, you know, normal part of getting older sped up by the fact that the neurons fire weirder and faster than most other people. So I think the, the guilt, the guilt rides with the being kind. You, you feel the guilt because you're not being kind to yourself. And the kids are understanding. They get it better than we do. They're like, okay, we get it. You know, like same with me. Dad's not feeling a hundred percent right now. So we can't go do the, go do whatever the thing is. We have to wait till tomorrow because dad's run out of energy. And that's, it's, but that's the thing. The guilt rides in with that standard. So you have to like reframe it kind of. Um, I, I know I'm, I can't do it hundred percent of the time. I still feel it too. When, when, and, and my, and my girls are older. So, um, but they weren't when I first got diagnosed, you know? So yeah, yeah, I get it, man. Uh, we, we can relate. And, uh, and for me being, uh, being divorced, you know, when that, that really, that really, uh, that really hurt me. Cause I, it ripped apart my, my white, you know, my, my, my perfect suburban house with the white picket fence, a version of this sort of, you know, successful life. And uh, my parents were divorced and, you know, I, I missed not having my dad around. And, and so me thinking, Oh shit, like Leo's not going to have his dad all the right. time that killed me. And so um, I, you know, I struggle like, from day one, I was like, I am going to give this kid 120%. Like you said, 140% of yep. my time when he's with me, he's going to have a blast. We're going to have awesome fun every each and every time. And so, yeah, it, it hurts so much more yep. when I can't, right? And so, uh, anyways, we we all have our little stories, but that's... Um, that one hits real hard for me and being kind to myself is, is acceptance, right? The acceptance I'm working yep. through that a little bit, working through the acceptance. It's been tough. Uh, I like to control things that are going on. And when you have MS, there's not a whole lot that you're controlling. So you gotta, you gotta be accepting of what's, what's coming. Absolutely. Really quickly. You mentioned earlier, um, almost, almost like you were being selfish or you were taking care of yourself right? You were saying you were taking care of yourself. Uh, man, that's self-care. That's not selfish. And I used to say that all the time. I used to say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be selfish right now. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. That's not selfish. That's self-care. That's self-love. You take care of yourself, man. You have to. So anyway, I don't know why I went there. Cause earlier you were mentioning, you know, uh, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right, man. No, it's, you know, we, we, we doubt ourselves, I think. Right. And so we got to bring ourselves back and uh, no, no, um, you know, you're absolutely right. Um, Self-care is super important. And uh, yeah, there was this concept in some book, I can't remember which one it was that I listened to um, where like, again, the concept of self-care is about, making your life easier tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, there's this one concept I want to make sure I talk about, because like when we talk about analogies, um, but like the self-care for tomorrow concept is important to me because it speaks about the uncertainty because for me, and again, the urgency of doing this right now comes to not knowing what's possible tomorrow and always wanting to give 
100% of what I've got today. And some people don't understand that concept. They're like, well, why are you pushing so hard? Well, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do tomorrow. Today, I can push hard, so I'm pushing, right? Tomorrow, I don't know. That's the uncertainty. I know. Like, it's it's tough. It's tough to explain. But that I think that's a pretty common element for the MS community is we just don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And some some people, you know, the days are all over the place, too. I know mine's been like that when I'm when I've got a flare up, like what I'm in the middle of. I don't know what my day is going to look like. I can't even can't even commit to things during the day because it's just so uncertain. And um, I don't know why, but there's this analogy. Uh, there's this water park. There's this water slide at a water park. Actually, it's a couple of water parks. Leo and I, we went, I took him to, uh, on a Caribbean cruise this past January. And um, one of the, one of the, there was one of the rides there. There's actually one near Ottawa as well, uh, a little bit closer to home. Maybe I'll speak to that one since, since we're talking to, to people in, in, in Canada and the U.S. here. There's one near the, the nation's capital in Ottawa here where the, the, the water slide is essentially you get in this tube and you have a glass door that shuts on you. And then, so I don't know if do you guys know what I'm talking about here or am I just like, yeah, I've no. seen it. I've, I've seen it on YouTube. I, I know you okay. standing up and the door kind of comes across your face and then they just drop you out. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay, well, so, yeah. So, 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 so that that's exactly so, so uh, Nick, you've got it. Maybe it's not that important, but I, it, for some reason, it feels important about speaking to the uncertainty. Because w if you've ever been on that ride, there's 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 the uncertainty of what's going to happen when that thing when that floor drops. You can see other people get in it. You can see what happens to them, but until you get in there, you don't know. And then the cool thing about that ride is that. At least for me, and 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 this I don't know why this is why I love it because I go in there, and I tried it the first time. It scared the living fucking hell out of me. <laughs> but I got to the bottom and I was like, I'm a little bit of an adrenaline junkie, you know. I bungee jumped before, so this thing was like, wow, that was awesome, right? And I went right back up. Okay, but like for me, the analogy of having MS is is getting in that thing and the anxiety of holy crap what's going to happen to me and then getting shot down that tube and just being a brutal brutal journey <laughs> yeah you, and, and you just don't know when it's going to end and so that's kind of what happened to me recently and the mental health spiral is i had started having symptoms and i thought about progression and then boom where does it end where does the floor like where does it where does it stop you know yeah. it was real scary and so i i i don't know why i think about that slide but that slide for me is like i love it because i know what it feels like and i know it's a rush but i know there's an end and and ms you don't you have no idea what's coming you don't know where the next step down is um and Me it's too. real scary it's like it's like riding a roller coaster blindfolded. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. When you said that, you're like, I don't know where the ups and downs are. I don't know when it's gonna end. And in a roller coaster, you're like, what's going on now? Oh, we're going upside down. So yeah. 
I get it, man. Anyways, I don't know why that was important to me, but uh, listen, it, it just felt like it was yes, it was relevant. Um, I'm grateful, guys. Like, uh, I honestly, I wanted to start. I totally forgot because I didn't write any notes, and I don't like being scripted, so I don't jot down notes. And this whole project has been jotting notes on random pieces of paper that <laughs> I like. I don't know what to do with them, right? But. I wanted to start and say, no, I wanted this to be like very like optimistic. I want this to be positive. Like I don't want it to be, you know, because it can be. And 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 there's nothing wrong with that. It's just nope. that you can't stay there. Right. And I don't want to leave people with this message that, oh, this is real negative because it's not because it can be life changing because there's light at the end of the tunnel. And that's what this journey is about. It's about bringing hope. You know, the million dollar fundraising goal, that's not a, like, that's not a, it's not a typo. Like, this is aspirational. This is about what people need hope. And there is hope out there. When I started, when I got diagnosed 10 years ago, there were many less options for people. Sure. Absolutely. Right. And, and 20 years before that, there were even less. It was kind of like, you had MS, good luck, go home and good luck, you know? And so today there's, I think in Canada, I know in the U S it's different, but like we've got 20 options, you know? So anyways, there's lots of great things happening in the community. Um, you guys know all about it. Um, hopefully the listeners, uh, read up a little bit more about it after this show. There's just so many good things going on. We just, we just need more. We need more happening. We need uh, more positive messages in this community because people are suffering. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of why we do this. We we kind of want everyday people to know that everyday people are going through exactly the same thing. So let's hear from them. Um, as we wrap it up, I got one last question. What What is on your playlist while you ride? Uh-huh. What are we listening to? I just listen to like, oh man, I just listen to top 40 stuff. Like there's no, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm such a, I know it's real bad. Um, I don't, you know, back in the day, I used to, you know, I used to download, I remember like, you know, those 56k modems and you download songs and like, <laughs> and I had like there, you know, I had so many different things, but now it's just, I turn on the radio. Okay. Uh, to, so a shout out to my friends in Ottawa, they're uh, hot 89.9 or, here, you know, <laughs> you know, great. in Montreal mix 96, here's some free, uh, that's great. Free, free, yeah, yeah. I heard Anyways. your favorite. I heard your favorite band is Ace of Base. Is that true? <laughs> I'm sorry. Right, oh no, 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 <laughs> no. Right. Uh, Terry, on. hit us with the info for the ride again. Awesome. So this is Jonathan Allinger, and if you want to check out his website, it's msbikeacrosscanada.ca. He's starting his journey on May 7th at Vancouver. Please contact him if you want to uh, reach out to him um again he's raising awareness at the uh it's it's really crucial what he's doing in my life because awareness is what i'm all about so man i really appreciate you thank you so much where can they donate the donation is ms canada i believe on his website he has a donation button so it's as easy as that Cool. And uh, we don't care. No one cares how much you donate. It's not about the money. Okay. Uh, we appreciate anything anybody can do. Uh, I appreciate, man, you doing this to help raise awareness. Really, I do. And uh, yeah, and on our Instagram account, which is the 40 Below Zero Instagram account, I will be putting up the guests 
as posts Good. on there so that people can see who he is and it'll help you guys reach out to him if you need to reach out to him. Perfect. Well, Jonathan, thank you so very much for taking the time today. We appreciate that. Terry. Awesome. What a great show, man. Thank you so much for being here. And, and guys, just uh, one last thank you to, to you both for what you're doing. I think it's incredible. Like, uh, having having you know uh msers on your show just just real life conversation um i think it's fantastic i thank you both for what you do for having me on i feel grateful and um yeah looking forward to a future um with with no ms so uh, let's do it together as a community and uh yeah thanks and like I always say, man, you're part of the family now. Sorry. Unless yeah. MS gets cured, but I'm pretty sure we'll always have yeah. this bond, you know? So Yeah. Yeah, we're here, man. I'm I'm with you. You guys are are, are bros. So thanks. Thanks a lot, Terry. Uh it's been so fun uh, chatting with you even just over the last number of days. What a what a cool connection. Um yeah, I I, I, I couldn't believe it, the number of similarities. It's it's shocking. But uh Nick, uh, same, you know, I feel, I feel really connected and, uh, you know, if I'm ever back in that, in that area, I'll make sure to, to look you up and, yeah, and, uh, absolutely. and get together. All right. All right. Thank you everybody. Thanks for sticking around, Jonathan. Thanks for sharing your story and chatting with us today. Terry, as always, it's been awesome. Awesome. And we'll talk soon for sure. Take care.